Hadi na last week noamma. And give him all the glory. Oh, yeah, I well, I will bless his name and give him all the glory. I will, I will bless the Lord and give him all the glory, glory. I will, I will bless the Lord and give him all the glory. Glory, I will, I will praise his name and give. All the glory, oh, I, I, I will bless the Lord and give him all the glory, glory.
We all welcome to today's uh, midweek service, which is also a, a very special question and answer service. Glory. Give the Lord a shout of glory. Let's ask Pastor Prince live. Wherever you are joining us from, you are welcome. You can also share the page and comment. Let us know. If you have any question, you have that opportunity to ask that question live. And we will give you an answer to strengthen your faith and to also encourage and enlighten you in the word of God. This is a grace given unto us to minister the word of God to us, to minister the word of God to people and to grant them an understanding of the word of God so that they'll be able to walk in this understanding and see results in their life. Shout glory. So you are welcome wherever you are watching us from. You can share the page with your friends. Invite them. Let them join us. We are going to be answering questions. We are going to be teaching on the word of God. Many Christians don't know the necessity of God's word in their lives. Many Christians don't know the place of the word of God in their lives. We have brought Christians up who have always thought and still think that we are Christians just because we go to church. And we go to hear a powerful sermon from a man of God. And then after that, we go back home to continue living our lives until one day the rapture happens and we are gone. Amen. Amen. But there is the place of the word of God in the life of the Christian. And that place cannot be underestimated. And that place can also not be overemphasized. Because... We live by the word. We live by God's word. The word of God is our life. The word of God shows us how we should live. Without the word of God, you can be born again and go to church and even be a leader of your denomination, yet not know how to live the Christian life. We are not born again to live any life. We are not born again to live a churchy kind of life. We are, born, we are not born again to live a denominational kind of life. But we are born again to live the Christian life. And this Christian life is lived through the word of God. Or through the knowledge of the word of God. So without the knowledge of the word of God, you cannot live the Christian life. And that is why we teach the word of God. We teach the word of God so that you can do something with the word of God. We teach the word of God so that you can live the Christian life. It is when you live the Christian life that you see the glory of the Christian life. There is glory in Christianity. In fact, Christianity is glory. Because Christ is the glory of God. And the church is the glory of Christ. Amen. So, how do we experience this glory? How do we manifest this glory? How do we see this glory in our lives? See, we can only see this glory, manifest this glory, experience this glory in your life through the knowledge of the word of God. The knowledge of the word of God is the knowledge of the glory of God. Is that powerful? So it's very important as Christians, we are not 
churchgoers, we are not just enjoying the manifestation of the Spirit. We are not just looking for somebody to pray for us for our, our problem to be solved. You see, there are many Christians who think we are going to church so that God will solve our problems. That is the mentality. That is the understanding. Many Christians think that we are going to church so that God will solve our problems. In fact, we serve God for Him to solve our problems. But that is just a myopic understanding of Christianity. When you are born again, you have become one with God. When you are born again, you've been given that opportunity and the privilege to have a fellowship with God. You are given that opportunity to be a partaker of God. So the Christian is a divine person. But the Christian cannot express divinity. Cannot express his identity as a divine person. No Christian is a human being. Did you hear what I just said? Before you got born again, you were a human being. Subject to the corruption in the world. When you got born again, you became identified with the Lordship of Jesus. You became identified, known, identified, tagged with the Lord Jesus. And because of that, you are in the realm of Lordship. Do you hear what I just said? You are in the realm of Lordship. And that is the reason that that's the reason why when you are born again, you need to have the knowledge of the word of God to express this lordship. Many Christians are victims in this life. They have become victims because they have made them, themselves victims through ignorance. Christians who are victims are not victims because of the powerful, the power of the devil. No. Not because witches are powerful. No. But many Christians are victimized in this life because they are ignorant of who they are and ignorant of what God has said concerning them. Shout glory. glory. That is the reason why we bring to you the word of God. We don't bring you the word of God for you to just hear. We bring you the word of God to hear, to believe, and to practice. Yes, sir. Come on, shout glory. glory. To hear, to believe, and to practice. If you are not practicing the word of God, your Christianity is questionable. Wherever you are watching me from, whoever is your pastor, it doesn't matter. If you are not practicing the word of God, your Christianity is questionable. If you are not practicing the word of God, your Christianity is questionable. If you are not practicing the word of God, your Christianity is questionable. That means that you don't know exactly what you are doing in the church. Is that not powerful? For he gave some apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and evangelists for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the equipping, the furnishing of the saints. Who are the saints? We are the saints. So you are in that church to be equipped, to be furnished, to be able to display, live the knowledge of the word of God. Shout glory. glory. Are you ready for something? So we are answering questions. We have a lot of questions to answer. And you also have that opportunity. These are questions that people have asked. And we are going to be answering them. And you also have that opportunity to ask questions live. And we will answer you. Glory. Glory. And after that I will pray for everyone. Amen. 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 When the man of God blesses you, you are blessed forever. Amen. 
But when you don't have a knowledge of that, when he blesses you, you go home like a pauper. You sit in your room still thinking about poverty. Even though you've been, a pronouncement has been made over your life. Is that not powerful? The scripture says in Genesis that then God said, be fruitful. Those were the words of God to man. Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. That was the pronouncement of blessings. Amen. Amen. Was that enough for man? Yes, it was. But when you don't have that understanding, the knowledge of the word of God, when we even pronounce blessings, in your home you receive the blessings, but you still think like a poor person who is about to die tomorrow. Come on, shout glory. glory. Shout glory. glory. So the word of God is for our benefiting. The word of God is for our profiting. The word of God is for our benefit. The word of God is for your benefit. God has given us his word so that we can profit. We can receive profits and benefits from the word. That means that the word of God is loaded with benefits. And the benefit you receive is dependent on which one of the word you know. Or which verse of the word you know. Or which scripture you are acquainted with. I didn't hear glory there. Glory. You didn't hear what I just said. Yes, the word is loaded with benefits. The word is loaded with benefits. The word is loaded with benefits. Yes, the word of God is loaded with benefits. But the kind of benefits you experience as an individual Christian is dependent on which word, scripture, verse that you are acquainted with. Is that powerful? So if you are not acquainted with any scripture, you do not receive the benefits of that particular scripture or that particular verse. Come on, shout glory. glory. So wherever you are watching from, these are truths that you must hear. These are truths that your sisters must hear. These are truths that your brothers must hear. These are truths that your family must hear. Hallelujah. Share the page now and comment. Let us know you are there. Amen. Amen. Share the page with your loved ones. Amen. We are watching us on Instagram too. You are welcome. Today is our first live service on Instagram. And we believe that you stay connected and you go back full of victories through the knowledge that you receive. Amen. Amen. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. I just want to read that scripture before I go to my first question. There are questions everywhere. Hallelujah. And that shows that people are following what we are teaching. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Blessed is the man. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Nor seated in the seat of the scornful. Blessed is that man. So when a person does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, he says that man is blessed. That is why I always say the word blessings means improved or improvement. Amen. Amen. So I say that when you receive the word of God, you receive the word of God to be improved. Your improvement, your promotion is dependent on the word of God you receive. Your blessings, the kind of blessings that you attract and 
you manifest and you experience is dependent on the word. So it says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel. I don't have time. I don't want to teach into this thing. I just want you to see it. The counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Is that powerful? powerful. Blessed is that man. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm a blessed person. I'm a blessed person. Blessed is that man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He doesn't walk according to the advice of the ungodly. So you can be born again and still be walking according to the counsel or the, the advice of the ungodly. Is that true? You receive counsel from the world. You receive counsel from the ungodly. You receive counsel from the one who is not born again. Concerning your marriage. Is that true? Concerning your finances. They tell you, they say, Charlie, this, 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 let's add this, add up, and let us steal this, this, this. You are born again. You are walking according to the counsel of the ungodly. Now stands in the way of sinners. So blessed is the man who does not are three kinds of people. There is the one who stands in the, who walks in the counsel of the ungodly. He listens to ungodly counsel and he walks in it. Amen. Says blessed is the man who does not do that. The counsel of the ungodly. Come on, shout glory. glory. It says, nor stands in the way of sinners. Nor stands in the way of sinners. So he's not, he doesn't make sinners his companion. His friends are not sinners. His friends are Christians. When he makes a friend with a Christian, when he makes a friend with a sinner, he does that to win the sinner to Christ. He doesn't do that to have a fellowship with the sinner. Did you hear that? Yes, so that's not standing in the way of sinners. That's what the scripture says for friendly, friendly with the world or friendship with the world. This is enmity with God. Hallelujah. Did you hear what I just said? Yes, so it does not stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. The scornful are those people who don't take the word of God serious. They don't take the church, church activities serious. They don't care about the church. All they, all they utter out is insults against men of God. Insults against church. Insults against what they don't know from the word of God. Insults against offerings. They are the scornful. Insults against prophetic ministry. Insults against teaching ministry. Insults against the ministry of the spirit. Insults. The scornful. They laugh at the knowledge of the word. They laugh at the church. You are Christians. You say, oh, this guy is going to church. Oh, you are you that weak? Today, to this morning, who goes to church? They are the scornful. It says, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Continue verse 2. It says, but his delight. Is that not powerful? But his delight is in the word of God. Or his delight is in the law of God. Blessed is the man. But his delight. See my delight. Is in the word of God. So but his delight is in the law of God. Or law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. Blessed is the one whose delight. Whose delight is in the word of God. 
His delight is in the knowledge of the word of God. His delight, he, he enjoys studying He's receiving the word. He's hearing the word. Living the word. Come on, shout glory. glory. Not all Christians enjoy hearing the word. Is that true? Not all Christians. Not all Christians enjoy believing the word. Not all Christians enjoy hearing the word. This but his delight. So when you are born again, your delight must be in the law, in the word of God. Hallelujah. Shout glory. glory. His delight must, your delight must be in the word of God. This, but his delight is in the law of the Lord or the word of the Lord. And in his law, he does meditations this day and night. Job said, I have esteemed your words more than my necessary food. Is that not powerful? His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the law of the Lord, he does meditate day and night. Day and night. Then he gives us what will happen to that person. The picture of that person. The future of that person. The kind of life that will be witnessed. Is that true or false? So he shall, he says he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So when your delight is in the word of God and you meditate on the word of God day and night, he says that you shall be like a tree. You are likened to a tree that is planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. And his leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth, he shall prosper. Do you want to prosper in whatsoever you do? Yeah. Don't go for a quantre. Go be, have a delight in the word of God. Hallelujah. Stop chasing people from place to places. Let your delight be in the word of God. That's why I say Christians are victims. Many of Christians are victims because of ignorance. Their delight is not in the word. When we talk about the word, they say, oh, no, 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 no. But they are born again. How will you live without the word? Come on, shout glory. glory. How can a nation rule without its, its constitution? Did you hear what I just said? How can a nation rule or a president rule without the constitution? The word of God is the constitution of the Christian. Ah. Do you know what I just said? How can you fix that product without the manual? It takes the manual to fix that product. It takes the manual to understand the product. It takes the manual to understand the purpose of the product and how to put that product to work to be able to see, witness the purpose for which you have bought that product. Is that true or false? So you buy an item and there is a manual. Is that true? You are born again. Your manual is the word. So your usefulness is based on the knowledge you know as a Christian. Your usefulness. Else you become a Christian who is just a noisy Christian. Your Christianity has no effect. 
without the word of God. You can't make the, you, you can't live an effective Christian life without the word. So it says, your delight must be in the word of God. My, say, my delight, my delight must, be in the word of God. must be in the word of God. And I must meditate on the word of God, and I must on the word of God. Day, and night. day and night. Is that not powerful? powerful. Then it likens him to a tree that is planted by the rivers. The rivers is the word. The tree is the Christian. Do you know what I just said? Can you take us back there, verse 2, verse 3? Shout glory. glory. Wherever you are watching us from, shout glory. glory. It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So the rivers of water is the word. Amen. Amen. The one who is, the, who is meditating on the word of God is likened to a tree. The rivers of water is the word. The rivers of water is the word. The Christian is the tree planted by the rivers of water. The Christian that delights in the word of God is likened to a tree planted by the rivers of water. So the no on planted by the rivers of water. Likens the Christian who studies. The Christian who is not the Christian who is not ignorant. The Christian who has knowledge. He likens that Christian. To a tree planted by the rivers. Now, if that Christian does not study, he's just a tree planted. Did you hear what I said? But when his delight is in the word and he's meditating on the word, then he's likened to a tree planted by the rivers of water. Because the more you are studying the word, the more you are planted by the rivers of waters. And he says, because such a Christian, such a person, is planted by the rivers of water, He shall bring forth his fruit in his season. Is that powerful? Amen. So it is the word of God that enables, us, enables the Christian to bear fruit. The word is a fruit producer. The word. When the word comes into you, or when you study the word of God, you become a fruit producer through the word. You know what I just said? The word of God produces what it talks about. The word of God produces what it talks about. So when you are planted by the rivers, by the rivers, you are soaking in the, by the rivers, you are drawing by the rivers, you are drawing by the rivers, because you are a tree planted by the rivers. He says that you shall bring forth fruit in, the season, in your season. Where is the fruit coming from? From the tree. Is it coming from the tree? Coming from the tree. So you shall bring forth fruit. You shall be a fruit producing Christian. Say, I am a fruit-producing Christian. Say, say, thank you, man of God. Thank you. I am a fruit-producing Christian. In the name of Jesus. He bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Do I want to bring forth fruit? When he talks about fruit, he's not talking about just the fruit of the Spirit or spiritual fruits. No. He's talking about results, products, produce. That produces as a result of the word of God. Okay. The word of God is a fruit producing seed. Mm. You know what I just said? Yes, the word of God is a fruit producing seed. Mm. So when your delight is in the word and you are studying the word of God day and night. And you are planting the seed of the word into your spirit. 
You are planting the seed of the word into your soul. You are planting what contains your fruit. Or contains the fruit in your spirit and in your soul. So the more of the word of God you have in your spirit, the more of the fruits that you bear. Come on, shout glory. When I know so much about the life of God that is in me, the more of the fruit of that life that reflects, that I bear, that reflects through me. Come on, shout glory. glory. So this is bringeth forth his fruit in his season. He bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Say in his season. So there are seasons for the fruit or for the tree to produce fruit. There are seasons. Don't ever forget that. There are seasons. You might have started studying the word of God, but you are not in the season of fruit bearing. Keep studying. Keep doing what? Because when it is in its season, it will produce the fruit. Shout glory. Then it says, His leave also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Who doesn't want that kind of life? Well, whatsoever you do, it says whatsoever. When you sell tomatoes, you prosper. When you are a doctor, you prosper. You are a lawyer, you prosper. You are a technician, you prosper. You are an engineer, you prosper. Whatsoever you do, it shall prosper. Why? Because the power of the word of God will cause what you do to prosper. There will be a reflection of the fruit in what you do. That's what he's saying. Come on, shout glory. And your leaves shall not wither. It means that when I see a person who is a student of the word and understand, understands what he's doing, I can foretell the future of that person. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I don't need, need a prophetic grace to foretell that future. Mm. I can tell that this is where you are going. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, shout glory. glory. And I can also foretell the future of the Christian who is ignorant. Mm. I know that one day a demon will kill that Christian. I know that one day a witch will challenge that Christian and put him down. And he will be dying. I know. Because he is ignorant of the word. And I also know that the one who has the knowledge of the word of God knows how to exercise his authority and display God's power. Knows how to fellowship with God so much that he is so confident and bold. The righteous shall be bold like a lion. Is that not true? I know where I am going. I know where I'm going. Because I know the path to that place. Is that true or false? How do I know that? Through my delight in the word of God. Come on, shout glory. It's a very powerful scripture that we will take one of the days and really explain. This is just to let you know how important it is for your family people to join us. Amen. How important it is for your friends, your siblings, to join us. Not just to hear the word of God, but to hear how to live. Did you hear what I just said? Not just to hear the word of God. That's what many Christians think we are hearing the word. Oh, we are hearing the word. We are teaching you how to live as a Christian. The Christian lives a spiritual life. That spiritual life is anchored, it is known, it is revealed. In the word of God. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 9 tells us that. Take us there quickly. Let me just read it just quickly before I go to my questions. So wherever you are watching us from. It is good you have joined us. 
Did you hear what Peter said? He says, to whom shall we go? You are a Christian, you are prone to watching movies. You produce fruit of movies. Is that true? You are a Christian, your whole life is to watch WhatsApp to WhatsApp, every video to video. You produce that fruit. No wonder you can't live the Christian life. No wonder you can't do what? You do hear what I just said? No wonder. You don't know the Christian life. You don't know how to live it. You are not enthused about living a Christian life. There are many Christians who are not enthused about it. Living a Christian life. Why? Because they don't know the benefits of living the Christian life. When men shall say there is a casting down. The one who knows what he's doing says there is a lifting up. And that lifting up he says is what will happen in his life. Shout glory. Say thank you man of God. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, verse 9, I'm just giving you, this is just, this is just, I'm just, I just want to explain this, just, this is a shallow explanation, because of our time, I don't want to go into a lot of things today, amen, hallelujah, so it says, for this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, that is, we heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and this is the prayer that Paul the Apostle was praying for the saints. Is that not powerful? He was not praying that witches should die in their families because he knew that they were higher than witches. He wasn't praying that demons should die in their families because he knew the Christian is higher than a demon. The Christian is higher than a demon. So when Paul was praying for the church, he said, since I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, Ever since I heard that you are born again, you have become part of this church. You have become part of this denomination. You are now part of the royal family. It's ever since I heard of that. Ever since I I heard of that. It's not a man of God that is a demon chaser. Since the Christian that is a demon chaser. You see what I just said? you running from helter skelter running helter skelter running to and fro only you about 100 men of god have prayed for you hey. only you hey. what are, what at all do you carry uh. <laughs> that should warrant 100 men of god 10 men of god five men of god different men to be praying for you and anointing you the problem is not with the man of god the problem is with the christian Christianity is practical. And its practicality is based on the revelation of God's word. When we are looking for nations to take and cities to rule through the knowledge of the word, you are running helter skelter. Shout glory. I said shout glory. I just feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Wherever you are, just pray in the Holy Ghost. Lift up your right hand, just pray. Katasa. Hey, Kabahasataya. Iboloko Sonto Koporogosa. Maleko Sopratise. Thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. 
Shout glory. He says, ever since I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, for this cause, for this reason, for this purpose, we also, since the day we heard that you are born again, is we do not cease to pray for you and to desire. The Apostle Paul said he was praying for the church and was desiring. Look at his desire. The man of God's desire. That he might be filled. An infilling of the knowledge. An infilling of the knowledge of God's word. An infilling. When you are filled and you are filled and you are filled till you are full the knowledge of God's word. See that he might be filled with the knowledge of his will. Which is the knowledge of the word of God. The word of God reveals the will of God. So it is the knowledge of his will. Which is the knowledge of the word of God. Which is the knowledge of the revealed will of God. Which is the knowledge of Christ. The knowledge that concerns God and his Christ and his church. It is that to be filled with the knowledge of his will. It is in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Is that not powerful? In all wisdom. The word wisdom means insight. And spiritual understanding. A particular kind of meaning. A spiritual meaning. A spiritual description of life. Based on the word. That's spiritual understanding. A spiritual description. A spiritual explanation of life. There is a spiritual explanation of life derived from this way. Did you hear what I just said? When men explain life in this particular direction and the Christian explains life in this particular direction. Is that not powerful? And spiritual understanding, a spiritual meaning of how to live. Based on the word of God. Do you hear what I just said? So it's all of his will in all wisdom. To be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom. The more of the knowledge, the knowledge of God's word you know, you want to take over the world. You want your business to take over this world. Do you hear what I just said? You want your ministry to take over this world. You want your organization to take over this world. The word of God makes you a pace setter in this work, in this life. You set the pace for others to follow. Because you are walking in the knowledge of God's will, in wisdom, in insight. Insight and spiritual meanings of things. Say spiritual meaning of life. Say there is a spiritual, that's why it's a spiritual understanding. Spiritual meaning of life based on the word. Revealed by the word. The word of God reveals to us the meaning of life. Those who don't have the word, they say heaven is not real. Hell is not real. God is not real. Everything is not real. Malandos kapalakadosh. Why? Because they don't have spiritual meaning of life. The spiritual description of life revealed in the word of God. Spiritual understanding. Spiritual meaning of you. What you mean as a Christian? What do you mean, you Christian? Who are you? 
How do you define yourself as a Christian? When your friends ask you, who are you? What will you be able to say? You say, I am a degree. Man, toko, boson, toko. What did they say? say? Who do men say? I am. That was what he just said. He wanted to know how men were concerning him. Who was he? The question is, who are you in him? Say the Christian is a divine person. The Christian is a divine person. I don't care where you are watching me from. You may be feeling weak and timid. I came to tell you this evening that you are a divine person. You are associated with Christ. Who is the fullness of God? You are a child of God. Just like Christ is the child of God. So if Christ as the son of God or the child of God is divine, then you identified with the firstborn child of God is what? You are a divine, divine person contained in this body. Oh. Is that true or false? That is the reality of the word of God. So it says that in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, oh, spiritual understanding, spiritual understanding, say spiritual understanding. Oh, sita kaprata satapalaha. By spiritual understanding, you cast out demons. You know the reality of demons. You know their, you know the powerlessness of demons. You know the authority that you have. Spiritual understanding. You are not working in spiritual understanding. You walk straight to the psychologist. Do you understand? Know because you are not working in spiritual understanding. So you are taken to the psychologist to check you very well to see. Is that true or false? So the one who is not working in spiritual understanding is taken to the psychologist. The one who is working in spiritual understanding is dealing with demons and telling them you cannot stay in this compound. You cannot molest my sister. You cannot attack my You have to leave. And when they say, the demons here and run away. Yes, yes, yes. So glory. glory. It's called spiritual understanding. The one who works in spiritual understanding takes his certificate and is on the way to a, for, for an interview and knows that he is not going alone. As he speaks in tongues, he sets things in motion before he's going. The one who does not work in spiritual understanding just wakes up and is thinking, when will I get a job? Will I get this job offer? What if I knew somebody? Let me check and see whether I know someone. Okay, let me make a phone, phone call. You don't have spiritual understanding. One young man who came to our church and was taught the word of God and got a job and was sharing his testimony. He said that when he went for interview, most of the times he never got a job. And one of the major reasons was that when he went for the interview, he goes around in the particular area asking who knows the person. The person, do you know the one who interviewed me? Do you know this organization? Do you know their boss? Can we go and see him? Spirit, lack of spiritual understanding. Chasing things that must chase you. You are watching me. Things are going to be chasing you. Is that true? Because you hear what he says? Say, whatsoever you do, it shall prosper. Whatsoever you do. Do you understand what that means? Now, do you understand what that means? He says, whatsoever you do, it shall prosper. 
So it's not everyone who every Christian who does things and prosper in it. It is the one who is has delight when he sees that it is Sunday service. He cannot miss. The man of God, Pastor Prince, is coming to teach us something. He asked Pastor Prince, he cannot. The man of God, Pastor Prince, is coming to teach us the word. He's coming to he's coming to teach us the word and show us how to put it to work. In what changes, we don't teach you the word. We teach you and show you how to put it to work. And see results. Let me just end with verse 9. Is that not powerful? Spiritual understanding. Spiritual understanding. One of the reasons why Jesus came was to grant the church spiritual understanding. We talk differently. Oh, say, say, I talk differently. I talk differently. Say, I think differently. I think differently. Say, I understand differently. I understand differently. Say, say, I understand differently. I understand differently. I think differently. I think differently. I talk differently. I talk differently. I act differently. I act differently. When they tell you that your business, all those consignments, this has happened, this has happened, you enter your room and shut the door. The one with spiritual understanding. You know, you know the, the power behind you. When I say behind you, I'm even making a mistake. You know the power within you. So you shut the door. You shut the door. You sit on the floor. It is time to cause superhuman changes. You speak in tongues. You speak in tongues. You speak in tongues. Then you make decrees. You make decrees. Is that not powerful? Spiritual understanding. They say they've laid all of them off. They've laid you off. They've laid all of them off. The man with spiritual understanding enters the room and closes the door. When one door is shut, hundred doors can open. Just, I am the, I'm the one that when I shut the door, no one can open. When I open, no one can shut. And he didn't just say that. Then he says that occupy till I come. Just in my name, leave. The one who shuts the door and no man can open. And the one who opens the door and no man can shut has given us the right to function in his authority, in his stead. In his stead. Did you hear what I just said? In his stead. In his place. What does that mean to you? It means that in his stead or in his place or on his behalf or in his name, you can shut the door and open the door. You speak in tongues and say, I open plenty doors. In the name of Jesus. Is that not true? Can't the Christian open doors for himself? Through his understanding of the word of God, yes. he can. Oh. Jesus asked the disciples one day, Why are you fearful? Why are you fearful? <laughs> oh, shout glory. Shout powerful. Verse 10. He says that spirit that he might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God. That person is increasing in the knowledge of God. But see, as a Christian, he says, he walks worthy of the Lord. Unto all pleasing. 
That means that he works worthy of the Lord and pleases the Lord. And is fruitful. The word fruitful there means he's productive. That's what it means. See, it is connected. I always say, oh, is this not powerful? Is this not powerful? The scripture in the Old Testament must be consistent with the new to be applied in the Christian's life. The scripture in the Old Testament must be consistent with the new to be applied. Where? In the life of the Christian. And why? Because you see Psalm 1 that we read, we read and you see it's consistent with Colossians. It talks about whatsoever you do it, it shall prosper. Is that what it says? It says it shall bear fruit. Your leaves shall be green. Look at verse 10. It says that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Being fruitful. Is that not the same thing? Bearing fruit. In every good work. This one says whatsoever you do it shall prosper. This one says being fruitful in every. What is every? Every is every. Every is every. Every is all. Every good work. Then it says increase. Why does it say increasing in the knowledge of God? In Psalms it says his delight is in the law. And he meditates day and night. So there's a consistency. Is there a consistency? There is a meaning to the fact that there is delight in the law of the Lord. You understand? And he meditates day and night. It's consistent with increasing in the knowledge of God. It's consistent. Because if you meditate day and night, you definitely increase. You is that not? I love the word of God. I love the word of God. When I hear the word like this, to begin to do certain things, I want to begin to cause certain changes. I want to begin to see certain things. Waiting for things. I've said it before. Waiting for things. Release them. Do what? If you have, I've said the Christian doesn't watch things. The Christian acts on the word of God. We don't watch things to happen. We make things happen. You cannot make things happen when you don't know what to do. Is that true or false? You should know what to do. And how do you know what to do? Through the knowledge of the word of God. Of God is not a theory. The knowledge of the word of God is a practice. Is the knowledge of what God has said concerning you? Is the knowledge of what God has said that you can do? Someone shout glory. So you might walk worthy of the Lord. Some people, Christians, are asking, How do I walk worthy of the Lord? How can I please God? How do I live the Christian life? Is that through the knowledge of the word of God? That you might walk worthy, worthy, worthy of the Lord. And be pleasing Him. Pleasing Him in all things. He calls that all pleasing. Come on, shout glory. And then he says, being fruitful, being productive, being fertile. Being fruitful unto every good work. Oh. So when I see a Christian who is giving to the... That is why about 95% of Christians are moving from place to place. When I see a Christian who is giving, giving himself to the studies of the word, who has given, to him, given himself to 
hearing truths like this, when I see a Christian, I can tell you where the Christian is going. I can tell you the end of the Christian from his beginning. We know the end of the Christian from his beginning through the knowledge of the word of God. It is not only your end from your beginning. <laughs> Shout glory. I said it is not only God who knows your end from your beginning. It is not only God who knows your end from your beginning. You can know your end from your beginning. Because what God knows, which is your end from your beginning, has been revealed in his word. As long as I am a student of the word of God, and I'm giving to the word of God, and I know this is what will happen if I give myself to the word of God. When I yield myself to the knowledge of God's word, when I give myself to teaching, teachers, studying, reading, meditating, hearing, believing, I give myself to that. I can tell my end from my beginning. Do you want to be able to tell your end from your beginning? That's the question. So we are Christians are not those in the dark as to things happening in the things have happened. I don't even know why. What was God watching? All this while. You don't know what you are talking about. Even in trials, he says, count it all joy. He tells us the end of your trials. Come on, shout powerful. I know my end from my beginning. You know what I just said? I, as a Christian, who is also a student of the word. I know my end from my beginning. Because I know that whatsoever I do will prosper. I know that I'm, I'm fruitful unto every good work. I know that I'm working worthy of the Lord. The word of God tells us the outcome of what we do. Our actions. The word of God tells you the outcome of your actions. The word of God describes to you. The, did you hear what I just said? The outcome of your actions. So when you are giving to the studies of the word of God, he tells you what will happen. Yes, yes, if you are not giving to your, the studies of the word of God, he tells you what will happen. Yeah. When you are born again, he tells you what will happen or what has happened. Mm. You understand? Yes, if you are not born again, he t- the word of God tells you what, is, what has happened to you when you are not born again. Yes, Think about it. Yes, when you are going through trials, the word of God shows you what is the outcome of these trials. When you know the outcome of these trials, you count it all joy. When you know it's a trial. You do what I just said? Oh. Is this not powerful? For you to know the end from the beginning. You can know the end of your finances from the beginning of your, of your finances. Your capital, where you just started from. You can tell the end of your life, your finances. Your financial life from the capital, you can tell it. Is that strange to you? Is that strange? You can. You can tell the end of your ministry from the beginning. You can tell the. That, that, that's, why, that's why we are not shocked by what people do. We are not, we don't care. Let the ignorant ones take the stage. You clear them off very soon. Is that not true? You can tell the end of your marriage from the no, beginning. No, you can tell the end of your business from the beginning. When your Christian work is effective. When you are an effective Christian. You are an effectual Christian. Not a Christian moving from place to place. 
not knowing what to do with their lives. Christian crying on God and crying on crying on God. They say we stand up. Whatever things that come and we'll take it like that. Take it like that. Come on, shout glory. So before we enter into our questions, I want you to catch that one. If you've joined us, remember you met a man of God today online. He says you can tell your end from your beginning. You might not have received prophecies from me now, but still tell your end from your beginning. You can tell your end, the end of that business you just started from the beginning. Because the scriptures that you know tells you the end. I always say, for instance, it says, honor the Lord with your substance. It says, then your body is plenty to the end of it. It doesn't just say, honor the Lord with your substance, so that you say, God has taken advantage of us. The man of God has taken advantage of me. Is that true or false? You know from the scriptures the end of what you are doing based on the word of God. So we know through the light of the knowledge of God's word the end of what we are doing now from the scriptures and from the beginning. We know the end of death. We know. Do you know what I just said? We know the end of the devil. We know the end of this world. We know the end and the limitation of the wisdom of this world. We know through the knowledge of the word of God. We know the end. So when they begin like that, we know how they will end. Shout glory. For the unrighteous are like chaff. They will soon perish. Shout glory. Who doesn't want to know his end from his beginning? But why are Christians not knowing this and living this? Because they don't know the word. Thank God for the grace of God. Today you are hearing certain truths in the name of Jesus. I said today you are hearing certain truths in the mighty name of Jesus. Wherever you are, just lift up your right hand. Glory. Glory. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Ghost. I am born. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory. I'm born again. Take glory, Father. Oh, wherever you are, just sing it with me. Take glory, Son. I am born. I'm born. With Father, take glory, Son, take glory, oh, I am born, shout glory, thank you Holy Spirit. Next question. 
You can just put on the comment section and you are going to answer the question very powerfully. We are even going to prophesy. After we answer, we will prophesy to you too. Glory. Glory. Is that not powerful? Come on, shout glory. I'm answering the question. From Simon. Simon or Simon. Amen. Shout powerful. Apparently, this young man has been following us for a while. And he watched us on TV. I think I was explaining a very particular three essential truths. If you've not heard that message, maybe you are joining us and you've not listened to that message, you've not watched it on Facebook. We've made it available on Facebook and on YouTube, Christ World Television. And Facebook, you can watch it there, the three essential truths where I talk about childishness, worldliness, and lukewarmness. When I talk about the childish Christian, the Christian who doesn't grow, and what happens to the Christian who doesn't grow, and the Christian who is living a worldly kind of life, not living the Christian life. And I talk about a lukewarm, the lukewarm Christian, the one who is neither hot nor cold. Amen. Very powerful truths. Very powerful truths. You can watch them on Facebook. And he watched it on Precious TV. Amen. Amen. And he's asking a question. My question is this, man of God. Thank you very much for this opportunity. If God gives a person a prophetic word or a promise, and pray the book of Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 to 11. So go to Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 to 11. For as the rain and snow come down from the heavens and return not there again, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. For as the rain and snow come, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect, useless, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Then he's asking, assuming I am weak in faith or a child in understanding, because I remember I spoke about the scripture says that we should not be children in understanding. He says we should be children in malice. But in understanding, we should be men. So he's asking that, assuming I'm weak in faith, or a child in understanding, does that affect the word God gave? Is that not powerful? It's a very powerful question. Does that affect the word God gave? What are the things that will hinder or bring forth what the Lord has said? What must I do on my path to accelerate God's word concerning my life? These are three important questions. Stay powerful. powerful. Is this not a lovely question? It's a lovely question. Where are you watching me from? You are answering a very powerful question. Now, the first question is this. Assuming I'm weak in faith or I'm a child in understanding, does that affect the word God gave? Does it affect the word God gave? Amen. Amen. That's the first question. What are the things that will hinder or bring forth what the Lord has said? And the third one is, what, what must I do on my path to accelerate God's word concerning my life? Shout glory. glory. 
Simon, this is a powerful question. Let me explain it like this. And wherever you are watching me from, as I explain, I want you to follow. So you can carry some kind of understanding. Amen. Amen. Now, Isaiah chapter 55 verse 10. It is for as the rain comes down. And the snow from heaven, as the rain comes down. How many of you have ever seen rain coming down? As the rain comes down. And the snow from heaven. And does not return back, but watereth the earth, and makes it bring forth, bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. It says, so shall my word be. Verse 11. So shall my word be. Verse 11. So shall my word be. That goes out. Of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. But it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Is that not powerful? Now this scripture explains to us that. It shows us that when the word of God comes to us. The word comes to us. To perform a particular function in us. Amen. Amen. And it says the word that so God is saying that so shall my word be. That goeth forth out of my mouth. That means that when the word of God goes out of his mouth as God, that word doesn't return unto him. That's why I say that Christians don't quote God's word to him because he does not need it. You know what I said? So, the word of God that has proceeded out of the mouth of God, whether through prophecy or through the teachings of the word of God or through your own personal discovery of the word of God, that word doesn't return unto God without working. So the word of God has a working ability. It says, that word goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. So as the word is being released, the word is being released to accomplish something. The word of God accomplishes things. The word of God has what it takes to accomplish things in our lives. The word of God has the power within it. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? The word of God has an inherent power to accomplish that which it talks about. So it says that it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Amen. Amen. So the point is, when the word of God is released to you through prophecy, when the word of God is released to you through the teaching ministry like I am doing, when you have a discovery of a particular word through studies, that word is to accomplish something. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But you see, that word is useless when it's just in the air. You heard what I just said? The word that is released by God works in the life of the person who accepts the word. So the word has been released. A prophecy has been released. But when the prophecy, which is the word of God through the Spirit, released to you, and you just look at it like this, it will not work because it has been released. It will work because you embrace it. To embrace the word of God is to believe the word of God. So the word of God that we study, or we learn, or we are taught, we are taught for us to embrace that word. You hear what I just said? It says, just like the rain comes down, it rains, and the waters, or the water doesn't go back again. So when the word is released, it's released. 
It doesn't go back. But it's up to the one who heard the release of the word to embrace it. Is that true? So the word of God you have not embraced cannot work in your life. Did you hear what I just said? Because God doesn't speak in vacuum. God doesn't release his word in vacuum. He releases his word for the word to be accepted by men. So the word of God that we teach can only be of benefit to the one who hears when he accepts it. When the word is not accepted by the one who, be, who, who, who receives it or hears it, that word cannot work. Did you hear what I just said? Amen. So if you want to see the word of God working in your life, then you have to receive the word that you hear. The word of God does not work in the Bible. Have you heard me say that before? The word of God written in the Bible does not work in the Bible. The word is written in the Bible for us to have the access to the Bible, to the word. To be able to, it is in the book for us to be able to see. It is contained in the book, the Bible, the iPad, the phone. For you to be able to study it. The word you study is the word that benefits you. The word you study is the word that benefits you, that prospers you. The accomplishing ability in the word that is released is only effective when a man receives it. So many Christians think the word of God is just in the Bible and you just open it and read and go. Amen. But the word of God will not work in the Bible. If you take your Bible and you use it like this against demons, the demon can still rip you. Amen. You know what I said? But when you study the word of God, the word that has been spoken, released, when you study, and you embrace that word, you receive that word. You see, the word of God has a speaking end, a speaking end, and a receiving end. The word of God is spoken, or it is released by God in the book, the Bible. And it is received by a person for that word to be of benefit to the person. Did you hear what I just said? Oh, I can see that you guys are writing too much. Amen. Did you hear what I just said? So when it says that, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, what you see in the Bible is the word that has gone out of the mouth of God. It's the written word. It's called the logos of the word. Amen. It's the logos of the word. The Logos in the Bible is waiting for somebody to receive it. The prophecy that has gone out has gone for somebody to receive it. Is that true? When no one receives the word, as powerful as the, the word of God is written down, or even released like it says here, as powerful as it is, it has no, if it has no receiving end, it cannot accomplish anything in the life of because the word is for the benefit of someone and that someone must receive the word for the word to, to benefit or to be of benefit to him or her so when we teach the word and you do not receive the word it doesn't work did you hear what I said but it's supposed to work 
it is sent to work. It has the working power within it. The word. The word of God has the working force within it. That's why when we teach you the word of God and you are very fearful. After two days, three days of hearing, you say, ah, I used to be fearful of demons. I used to be fearful of life. I thought I can just die anyhow. But after hearing you, and, hear, and I've heard testimonies like that, after hearing you teach us and teach us, I now know that no, I can't just die like that. My fears have left. People say it. Those are testimonies. Because the word ability. He says that he says that for the word of God is life, it's quick, and it's powerful. Is it powerful? And it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Come on, shout glory. And you should understand the difference between the old testament and the new testament. In the old testament, no one could receive the word of God into his spirit. Because nobody was born again. They had covenants with God. They had the law of God. But the nature of sin was still in man. And as long as the nature of sin was still in the spirit of man, that spirit of man could not lay hold on the word of God. So it's only in the New Testament that the human spirit can receive the word of God. That is why Jesus gave the parable of the sower. Now take us to Mark quickly. Let me just explain this thing. So if you are watching me and you are a Christian... Don't just be a Christian who hears the word. Embrace the word. The word of God is God speaking to you. Personalize the word. If you discover a truth in the Bible, the logos of the word, personalize it. You hear a man of God teaching you like I'm doing. Personalize that message that is coming. You can't hear that message once and go and sleep. Cash. Is that true? No. I'm not hearing Oh. Oh, Numa Panunti Kapatos Ataya. Take us to Mark chapter 4. Oh, Numa Panunti Oh, is this not powerful? Can't read the whole verse. Take us to verse 20 and let's see. Womoe, Quamo, Yebe, Wodi, Naye, Wo, Nyoma, Panoti, Hear what I just said. So it's very important before we go to we, we read this one. It's very important that as a Christian you understand that some people think his word to just work in a vacuum. The word of God doesn't work in a vacuum. The word of God needs a receiving end to work. So the so, so shall my word be that proceeds out of my mouth. He says, it shall not return unto me void. So the word that proceeds out of his mouth has been released. The word has proceeded. Are you following? Oh, shout glory. Verse 
Vele de Velego de Brelego son de Lebego. Ebe ye woody. Na ye. No mapa. No kabasata kabahasa. Mark chapter 4. We can, we can begin, begin from verse 12. Let me see. Katasha talabaka santalaba. Oh, shebele bongoska. We can read, you can, when you have time, you can read from verse 1. Coming back because of our time. I just want to explain something here. Amen. So have that in mind. When the word is released, you need to believe the word. You need to believe the word. You need to receive the word. You need to embrace the word. Child glory. So it says, the word that I have released shall not return unto me void. It says, but it shall accomplish that which I have sent it to do what? To accomplish. So as the word of God is being released, it's being released to accomplish something. And it has the force, the inherent force, to accomplish that thing. But for that accomplishment to take place in the life of an individual Christian, that individual Christian should have received that word. Think about it. It is like I serve a very powerful meal. The meal is so delicious. Amen. When I present the meal, it's delicious. It has its nutrients. It's powerful. I look at it like that. I say, Charlie, this is a nice. I'm coming to finish this food. You understand? And I set it on the table. When I set it on the table like that, is it not a meal that has been cooked? Have I not released the meal? Have I not put it on the table? Will somebody get satisfied like that? But doesn't the food has within it the ability to satisfy the one who eats it? Does it? It has. It has within it the ability to satisfy the one that eats it. It has within it the ability to improve, to give nutrients to the one who eats it. Is that true or false? But as long as it's on the table and we are just celebrating the fact that it has been released, it was cooked, or the food was done by a very powerful chef and very important chef and all that, will it benefit anyone? That is the same thing here. So it says that the word of God is life, it's quick. It says it's powerful. And it is sharper than any two-edged sword. But it doesn't end there. It says penetrating. Even to the dividing ascender of spirit, soul, and body. So the word which is quick and powerful and sharper, you see, is, is, is quick, it's life. It's powerful and it's sharper. But it needs a receiving end, which is penetrating. It is what? Penetrating. Another scripture, another, another translation says it is piercing. It is piercing to where? Dividing ascender of what? The spirit, the soul, and the body. So that powerful word, as powerful as it is, must get into the spirit, the human spirit. As powerful as it is, must get into the human soul. As powerful as it is, must get into the human body. For it to work for that person that carries it. 
Say, I am the receiving end of the word of God. How many of you understand what I just said right now? So Jesus gave a parable, which is very powerful, the parable of the sower. But we can't read all. But when you start from verse 12, verse 12, or even verse 11, it says, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to them that are outside, all these things are parables. Then it says verse 12, So that seeing you may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear, seeing they may see and not perceive, those outside, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted, and their sins should be forgiven them. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? And how then will ye know all parables? Then verse 14, he comes to explain. The sower soweth the word. Who is the sower? It's God. He released the word. Amen. Amen. So the sower soweth the word. The teacher is the sower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are sowing the word. God has released his word contained in the Bible. It's called the written word of God. It is the logos of God's word. But the reason why many Christians don't benefit or don't get anything from the word of God is because they don't know what I'm teaching you. That is why you must invite your friends to join. That is why you must invite your loved ones to join us. Because they need this truth. Come on, shout glory. So the sower went to sow the word. Verse what? Verse 14. And these are they by the wayside. Listen to this. So the sower went to sow the word, which is the seed. The word of God is a seed. As long as the word of God is in the book, it will not work. The word of God does not work. The working ability of the logos is provoked when it is planted. You know what I just said? The working ability. The word that he says that so shall my word be to accomplish. That accomplishing ability. The working ability. The doing ability. Is provoked. When it is planted. Because Jesus told us the word is a seed. Did he say it's a seed? So he says the sower went to sow the seed. That seed is the word of God. But when you put a seed on the table, would it germinate and produce results? No. Come on. Putting your seed on the table is likened to putting your Bible on the table and saying it to work because God has said it. So when a farmer takes a seed and puts it on his table and says, I'm expecting a harvest in three months' time, will there be a harvest? Come on. But does it mean the seed does not have power? Does it mean the seed does not have power? Does it mean that the seed does not have the fruit within it? Does it mean that the seed cannot germinate and produce? It can. But you see, the germination of the seed is dependent on the soil. The what? The germination of the seed is dependent on the soil. The germination of the seed is dependent on the soil. So when the conditions. So when the seed is planted on the table. It will not work. No. When the seed is thrown on the floor, it will not work. But it is a seed. The seed is expecting good conditions. Without the good conditions, that seed will be a useless seed. Even though 
That seed has within it what it takes to germinate and produce fruit. Come on, is that true or false? Is that not powerful? So when the, and this question is very powerful. Amen. That's why I say the word of God that you cannot know cannot benefit you. The word of God that you do not hear, you do not know, you do not believe cannot benefit you. Is that not powerful? Because the word doesn't need God to work. The word of God does not need God before it can work. No. The word carries within it all that God carries. Is that true? So the word doesn't need God for God to now come and say, I have come, I am coming to now do... Oh, no, 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 no. The word of God is so powerful. The word carries within it an ability, the ability to perform. The word of... Oh, is that not powerful? So it says the sower went to sow what the word. The sower went to sow. Sower happened. The word. Uh huh. Is that and the wayside. There are those by where the word of God is sown. Come on, shout glory. glory. Now, he says, wait, just stay there. Let me show you something from verse 4. Just stay there. Says, and it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. Some fell by the wayside. It was the same seed. But it fell in the heart of a man that he refers to as likened to the wayside. Then he says in verse 15 that, And these are they by the wayside where the word of God is sown. Is what? Sown. But when they have heard the word, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. They hear the word. Then Satan immediately takes the word. Is that not powerful? When Satan immediately takes the word from, from their hearts, will the word produce results? Oh. But was the word sown? Yeah, How does Satan do that? Through several means. Yeah. By the time we finish this meeting, what you are hearing, you've forgotten. Hey. Hey. All of a sudden, the guy you are going out to just call you and say, this, 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 this. You forget all the things that... You, that hey. By the wayside. All of a sudden, there is a news. COVID-19 has moved to 5,000 people. You are setting COVID-19. You've forgotten what you heard. It's true, it's true, sir. It's true. What I say is true, sir. By the wayside, there are a lot of distractions that enables the enemy to pick what, what we had, we, we just, what was sown. And it says that that person, that seed that was sown by the wayside, will not produce any results. It says that, and when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word. That was immediately hear the word. And that is the, the plight of certain Christians. Once, that's why I said they leave the church, they heard the word, they receive the word, they said it's powerful, they said it's glory, they wrote down notes. By the time they step out, they've forgotten all. 
or a particular news comes up, or a friend calls them to tell you we are meeting here, here, they've forgotten at once. Satan immediately steals it. Two different distractions. Go to verse 16. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Is that not powerful? Shout glory. glory. So this, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. So when a farmer plants a seed by the wayside, and the fowls of the air comes to pick the seed away, will that farmer go and see a harvest? But that seed is powerful. It's not powerful. So it depends on the ground. The potency of the seed is dependent on the ground. In the same way, the power, the accomplishing power, the working force within the word of God is dependent on the human spirit, the human heart. The ground, the scriptures say, is the heart of man. The seed is the word of God. Is that what it says? So the seed is the word, the ground is the human heart. So think about it. Come on, shout glory. Then it says that because of our time, it says that, and some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth. That's verse 5. So you just stay at verse 16. And immediately it sprang up. Immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. Fell on stony ground where it had not much earth. And immediately it sprang up. Immediately it sprang up. It says, but when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because he had no root, it withered away. Think about it. So this one too fell on another soil, which is another human heart. You understand? But this particular human heart, are you guys here? Shout glory. glory. If you are watching me, shout glory. glory. So this same seed fell on another ground. This ground is referred to as a stony ground. Say stony ground. Then it says that this one fell by the stony, on, on stony ground and did not have much depth. So when the sun scorched, when the sun was up, it was scorched. The seed was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. So it started performing something in the human heart. It started. Then now Jesus explains that and these are those, those on the stony ground, where the sun comes and it scorches, and because it has no root, it withers. Since these are they likewise, which are sown on, on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, they have done what? Immediately, the first one is what? Hearing the word. Immediately receive the word. So hearing alone is not enough. Receiving the word into your spirit, that is when it is planted. It says, these people receive it with gladness. Come on, this is powerful, man of God. You have shown me something today. Continue. With gladness. Come on, shout glory. glory. Continue with, with, continue. Verse 17. And have no root in themselves. And so endure but for a time. Afterward. So the word has come. That is why Psalm says that meditate day and night. That's 
what he said that. Why? He says, because you have no root in themselves. See, when you are driving, drive hearing messages. Put messages in. That's why we teach some of these things. You are in your room. Put the message on. Go to Facebook. Just take one of our messages and just play. As you are sitting there, you are playing. Kalabasa. What you are doing is that you are drawing the word into your spirit. You play it. You are sleeping, you are playing messages. You are in your car driving, you are playing messages. Cash. Paratos. You are in the workplace, in your office, you are playing messages. You are in your bathroom, you are playing messages. We've taught things. It says, I have no root in themselves. And so endure. So share. Share wherever you are watching. Share these truths. Since they endure, but for a time. So endure, but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arise, for the word's sake, immediately, these people are offended. The word started working in their spirit. Started working. They started rejoicing over the word. They were so happy. The word of God has started working. Now I can cast out some little, little demons. Now I lay hands on some headaches. They are going. I even spoke and something happened. So they begin to rejoice. Seeing the power and the, the effectiveness of the word of God in their spirit working. Then persecution arises. Then affliction arises. For the word's sake. Trials come. They are offended. They say, oh, I don't know why I'm going through this. Is this thing true? The word of God, the man of God has been saying. This Christianity, is he being correct? Come on, shout glory. Stony grounds. Nothing happens again. From that time, nothing happens again. Think about it. Is that not powerful? Go to verse 18. Then it says that, verse 7 says that, And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. So this one too was planted, and the seed started in the human heart. That's the word working in your spirit. Oh, the word working in your spirit. The word started working in the human spirit. This person received the word. It was planted. Imagine you that the seed is not planted. So it was planted. And when it was planted in your spirit, it started germinating, the Bible says. And started growing. It says it fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. And it yielded no fruit. Verse 18, it says, And these are they which are sown among thorns. Such as hear the word. They hear the word. Uh-huh. Verse 19, quickly. Oh, I'm just enjoying this word today. I'm going to meditate until I meditate myself into some kind of unusual manifestations. And the curse of this world. Look, the word of God came. I feel like just standing up. The word of God came. The word of God came. It was planted. It was planted in the human heart. So the person received the word. 
is and the curse of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the last of other things. Look at what he says. The curse of this world. That is why people don't have time for the word of God today. The curse of this world. The curse of this world. And the deceitfulness of riches. Chasing things from left to right. And the last of other things. The desire for other things. We, we put the message, this message you are watching right now. You may be a Christian watching me. It is 9 o'clock or it is 8 something. It is telenovela. The last of other things. Then you say, okay, I've watched this one small. Let me go to the telenovela and watch Joy Prime. The last of other things. Let me move to what? UTV and watch this. The last of other things. It says, entering in. Choke the word. And the word becomes unfruitful. Then it goes to the last one. Verse 20, quickly. Oh, I wish I had time to explain these things one by one. Verse 8. And other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased. That's verse 8. And brought forth some a thirty, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said unto them, He that has ears, has ears to hear, let him hear. Is that not powerful? Is that not powerful? powerful. So then these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit. They heard the word, they received the word, and they brought forth fruit. Or the word in them. So what if the word is not in you? It has gone forth out of its mouth to accomplish. But it did not hit the ground. Because it did not hit the ground, it did not produce any fruit. No wonder we carry the Bible, yet we don't see results in Christian, many people, many Christians' lives. Most Christians can't talk about the last time they really had a supernatural breakthrough or experience or a miracle or a healing or something word-based happened in their lives. You can ask yourself when you had that. That shows you whether you really had a, a student of the word or not. Yeah. If you are, you can tell me yesterday I even got a breakthrough. I commanded ah. something. Ah. Oh, shall glory. Yeah, yeah. But then it says, receive it and brought forth 30 fold. How many? 30, 60, and 100. So you may be at the 30 stage. You move forward. You keep studying the word of God voraciously. Voraciously. Say voraciously. You study the word of God voraciously. Until you are a living proof of the word of God. Shout powerful. Shout powerful. So you see, the question he asks is a very important question for us. The word is released. You have to receive what has been released. So the power of what has been released will just work in your life. As a Christian, you have received the prophetic word, but you have not embraced the prophetic word. Amen. Because you have not embraced the word of prophecy that came into your spirit, you are still the same. Is that true or false? 
You are just like Zacharias. Is that true? Who received the prophetic word and had wanted to repudiate it. And the angel said, you shall be damned until that child is born. But Mary said, be it unto me according to my words. When Peter went to speak in Cornelius' house, they had to receive the word. Did they have to? They received the word. Because when they received the word, the Bible says, as Peter was still speaking, says the Holy Ghost fell. Was there not a performance? Come on, shout glory. So you see, he says, assuming I am weak in faith or a child in understanding, does that affect the word of God? It does not affect the word of God. But it affects you. The word is still powerful like the seed. That's the first question. So let me answer that one. Amen. Amen. It does not affect the word of God. But it affects you because you are the receiving end. See, when I take, the word of God is like this. When I tell you, when I tell you, you are watching me. And I say, take this thing for me. That is my word to you. That word I have said is very lively. It's, it's, it's alive. And very effective. But I've said it to you. Do you understand? It is up to you to receive what I just said and do it. Come on, shout glory. glory. If you receive what I said and you do it, you will see the results. Is that true or false? Now, when you take your phone and they say that if you want to, MTN says that you want to recharge, it is star something, something, something. Let's say star 333 hash and you will recharge. It's a word from MTN to you for your benefit. When you hold that word, and you don't recharge, even though you're having a recharge card, will it work? No, sir. Or will your phone begin to now have credits? No, sir. It will not have credits. So it is, it is just like that. There is the word, this, that word is the word from MTN to you. But this particular time is the word of God to you. Amen. So how you receive the word and put it to work matters. How you receive the word and put it to work. And receive much of the word of God and receive it to work. You see? And receive more of the word of God and, and put it to work. Matters. That's what the scripture says. Let the word of God. It didn't say let the word of God have be in the book richly. Is that what he said? He says let the word of God dwell in you. Let, I, do I have people who are hearing me? <laughs> With this truth, this understanding, you do things in your home. You'll be shocked. Do you know what I just said? Mm. It says, let the word of God dwell. The word is dwell. It means to abide. Mm. Abide where? Where? In you. Dwell where? In you. So it says, let the word of God dwell in you. Mm. Then it says, dwell in you how? How? It says, richly. Abundantly. In abundance. In a higher measure. That's what he's saying. So let the word of God dwell in you. He did not say let the word of God be in your Bible, uh, what do you call it, abundantly. No, no. He did not say let the word of God be in your Bible abundantly. Did he say that? No. But he says let the word of God dwell in you richly. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Let the word of God abide in you richly, in abundance, in a higher measure. Because when the word of God dwells in you richly, then there will be results. Rich results. Rich accomplishment. Abundant happenings. 
the effect of that, that word in your spirit will work through you. Hallelujah. The word of God doesn't work from heaven. The word of God works from the human spirit. The word is released from heaven and it's recorded. The logos of the word of God. Did you hear what I just said? The word is what? It's, it has been released. It has been spoken. It has been written as the logos. Is that true? So the word will not work from heaven. The word, the word will work from the human spirit. The word will not work from heaven. The word will work from the human spirit. The word will not work from heaven. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It will work from the human spirit. Spirit. The human spirit has been made, your spirit, to receive the word and for the potency, the power, the, the effect of the word to be released through you. So the word works through the Christian. That is why you are born again. That's why you are born of the word. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God that lives and abides forever. So you are born by the word of God. You grow by the word of God. You act by the word of God. Come on, shout glory. So the more of the word I have in my spirit, the more of the word that works through me. When I know how to put it to work, when it says you shall lay hands on the sick, you shall recover. That laying hands on the sick, you shall recover, will not be a laying hands for heaven. It's a laying hands of you. Knowing, accepting, acting. Come on, shout glory. Come on, shout glory. Come on, shout glory. So it does not affect the word of God. That's the truth. Assuming I said I'm weak in faith or a child in understanding, does that affect the word of God? It does not affect the word of God. But it affects you. Who is the receiving end? You are the receiving end. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah. <laughs> you are the receiving end. Come on, shout glory. glory. So the problem is not with the word of God. The problem is with the ones who are receiving the word of God. The problem in Mark chapter 4 was not with the seed. Was it with the seed? No. Was it with the sower? No. It was with who? The ground. The ground. Stony ground. Stony ground. A ground full of thistles and thorns. Huh? And then the good soil, a good ground. So the problem was not with the seed. The problem was not with the sower. The problem was with the ground. Come on, shout glory. You see, next week when we come, call all your aunties to watch us. When you see families that are bound by demons, they say, this, nothing works for us. We are seven in numbers. Nothing works for us. They say, let us break it. Let us break it. In prophetic meetings, we break it. But you see, the greatest way of breaking such things is to have the word of God. You will be shocked. When the force of the word of God is against the force of that which does not make anyone prosper, and the word will always prevail. Because the word of God has a prevailing force from the human spirit. Child powerful. So it does not affect the word. It's so powerful. But it is from. You'll be shocked that the same word that is written, 
Somebody is acting on it and seeing resolve. Somebody too doesn't know that they must act on it. You know what I just said? Somebody is paying tithes and his business is expanding. Somebody too doesn't know whether to pay or not. Did you see that? Somebody is praying in the spirit for hours and he's seeing results. Somebody doesn't know whether to pray or not. But it is all in the word. On prayer. On the benefit of speaking in tongues. Some say, should I speak? Should I not speak? Is it all Christians who speak? The ones who speak will receive the benefits. By speaking, they, are act, they have embraced that has said concerning speaking in tongues. He that speaks an unknown tongue edifies himself. Then the person has discovered it in the Bible and the person has studied it and has received it from the Bible into his spirit. So putting the Bible aside, he is a walking word. See, when the word is in your spirit, you are a walking word. You are a walking word. Say, I am a walking word. Because the word is in my spirit. Now listen to me, listen. When the word is in your spirit, for instance, concerning speaking in tongues and the benefit, and you are speaking in tongues, you will experience the benefit. When you sleep and you see the presence of God overshadowing you, amen, and you sleep in your sleep, you are so untouchable. You are so impregnable. And then there's the other person too, who is always being chased here and there. Because he does not do speaking in tongues. If you agree with what I'm saying, say glory. glory. Shout glory. glory. So it says, what are the things that will hinder or bring forth what the Lord has said? What are the things that I have explained? Then you see the three essential truths. I explained it. I said that when you are, you are a child, and he uses two Greek words for that. One is breforce. The one who is feeding on milk. It's a newborn babe. That's what the scripture says. Newborn babes. It says, desire the sincere milk. So if you just get born again, and you just say, I'm born again. It says, desire the sincere milk of the word, so that you may grow. Because if you do not grow, no one will entrust into... No, there will be no manifestation for a milk Christian. Just like a milk, a, 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 a baby, a newborn babe can't do anything. Can they do something? No, sir. By then not being, being able to do something, are they not disadvantaged in a way? When they move from breakfast, which is feeding on milk, to nepios, when you've grown a little bit to five or three years, when you are sent, will you send a three-year-old to go and buy something? You, if the three-year-old is going, you ask a servant or someone to accompany the three-year-old to buy that toffee. So if you want to see the word working, desire to grow spiritually. That's what I explained in, in, in the three essential truths. And the first one is childishness. And I said desire, desire to grow. Because Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 says, The heir, as long as he is a child, it's not, it's not different from a servant. So you can be living the servant life even though you are born of God. That's what he was saying in Galatians chapter 4 verse 1, 2, 3. You can read it there. Then I talked about worldliness. I said there are people who go, Christians who go to church. They are Christians, yet they are worldly. You see Christians on statuses dancing to worldly songs. There's a, a big difference between worldliness and godliness. The Christian is made born of God and lives a godly life. And that godly life is living the word. But when you are worldly and then you want to see manifestation of the word, it doesn't work. 
So say when you are full of worldliness. Yeah. And the scripture says that the friendship with the world is enmity or to God or with God. Yeah. Just like this is consistent with the Psalms. Does not sit in the seat of the scornful. Yeah. Does not stand in the way of sinners. Yeah. Then I said that worldliness is one of the major hindrances to manifestations. If you're a Christian, refuse to be worldly. You are not born again to be worldly. Because when you are born, you are born out of the world. So quit listening to those songs. Listen to songs that minister. The Bible talks about spiritual songs. Songs that minister the word of God to your heart. Because you live, Jesus, I live. I have no fear of what tomorrow brings. When you hear those songs, is the word of God being ministered to you through songs, through music, worldliness. When the man of the person, the Christian, is asking man of God, pray for me, I want to break through. Yet in his mind, he wants that breakthrough to buy a car and go and show it to his friends, sit at the boot of the car, hold a club or a beer, and tell them how much they have become rich. Yet that riches, when you trace the riches, is traceable to, or it is traced to the power of the Holy Ghost that touched him. In the church. Is that not worldliness? So with that kind of motive, nothing happens. Have you heard what I just said? Can you just work on this thing quickly? Come on, shout glory. So worldliness. Then he talks, I talked about lukewarmness. When he says, you are neither cold nor warm. He says, I will vomit you out of my mouth. In revelations, lukewarmness. And it's very, a very powerful, powerful truth you must listen to. It's free. We don't sell it. It's free. Come on, shout glory. It's free. I talked about being fervent in spirit. The Christian who is burning like fire. The Christian who is set ablaze. You see, if you are not set ablaze, you are lukewarm. Shout powerful. So quit that. The word will work. And then follow the teachings that we give. Give yourself wholly to the word. Oh, I wish I go to that scripture. Oh, I wish I, would, I can go into that scripture. Amen. Say, man of God, please don't go. Take, take your time. Next week, you continue from there. So what must I do on my part to accelerate God's word concerning my life? To receive, that's the third question. To receive the word of God into your spirit. To receive the word. Acting on the word of God is putting your faith to work. Amen. So just follow our teachings on faith and all that. And you'll be shocked. Amen. Amen. A lot of testimonies of people who just heard the word and are putting it to work. Shout glory. Glory. Isn't that powerful? Amen. Amen. There's another question. That we are answering from Charles Major. Charles Major. He says, How do you identify the right church? How do I identify the right church? Just join us. We are the right church. Amen. Yes, just join us. We are the right church. Just join us. One of the best ways to do that is to be led by the Spirit. The Spirit of God can lead you to the right church. Another one is for you to go yourself. Because you have to join a denomination. In fact, you are born again. They preach to you. You are born even on the street. You join a denomination. When you enter the church, 
The first thing you look at is the teachings, the faithful words, the doctrines. Come on, shout glory. glory. How those words are going to build you up. The second thing is the, is the love within it. Because we are people of love. So it's very simple. Amen. Amen. You measure what is happening with the word of God. Like the Berians who compared what they were hearing with the word of God. You check and see. When you are going to church and you are taking stones to church, you say, I don't belong to a church that I take stones. What are we using stones in church for? Amen. Do we kill a spiritual being with stones, physical stones? Does it make any spiritual meaning? That's what I'm talking about, spiritual understanding. Shout glory. You are not going to church with a stone. You are not going to church with a cream. It has nothing to do with the scriptures. Jesus did not need a cream to do anything. In fact, you don't need a, a cream that deals with witches. You can deal with witches yourself. That's why you are born again. Jesus said, in my name, you shall cast out devils. Is that not what the Bible says? Jesus you shall need a cream to cast out the devil for us. So you enter, it doesn't matter who the person is. You compare what he's doing with scriptures. Faithful words. In, in, in the book of Titus, when it talks about men of God, it talks about those holding fast the faithful words. Or oh, can we just go there quickly before? Is that not powerful? Can you go to Titus quickly? Titus chapter 1. Oh, say man of God, you are blessing us this evening. Say thank you, Holy Spirit. Titus chapter 1. Take us to verse 9 and let me check something. Oh, Shoborongo Skapala Katala Basata. It says, holding fast. Let's start from verse 6 so that you can understand this. So I'm getting blessed. If you are online, stay online. I'm coming to speak some words into your life. That, that, will, that will translate you from where you are into the word of God. <laughs> it says, if any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of riot or unruly. The man of God must not be unruly. I've said it in one of my answers. Maybe you've not heard it, you can get it. How do I know a genuine man of God from a false man of God? Have I, have I answered that question? Have I answered that question? And what did I say? One of the things I said was that we don't use a gift to determine a true man of God. We don't use what? You can listen to it. I don't have to explain again. A bishop must be blameless as the steward of God. Not self-willed. Not soon angry. Not given to wine. No striker. No striker. Or a brawler. The word striker is a brawler. A fighter. You see a man of God fighting everywhere. Everywhere your name is there fighting. Because of fight. He says you are a striker. If you go to church for the first time and your man of God is fighting. For the three months you are in the church, the man of God is a striker. He's fighting everywhere. Leave that church. You will go to hell. Leave it. You will go to, to hell. Because he's leading you to hell. He says the man of God must not be a striker. He must not be a brawler. He must not be a fighter. The scripture says Jesus moved from judgment hall to judgment hall, yet he opened not his mouth. Nor was any guile found in his mouth. Mm. 
Is that true? Not given to filthy lucre. That is somebody whose interest in ministry is interest is money. The money he has made. The money I have made. That is not, that is not a man of God. Men of God demonstrate the works that they do. Not the materialism. Listen to me. Materialism is not power. Materialism is not works. That's that, that the scriptures. Materialism is not works. Gain is not godliness. Am I saying something today? That is why we need a larger platform. We have a message that men must hear. Gain is not godliness. Materialism is not works. We are sent to show forth the works of him that sent us. Is that not what he said? Jesus said, if you do not believe me, he said, believe me for the works that I do. That's what he said. He said, but for the materials that I have. Is that what he said? For the works that I do. Then the, Jesus, the, 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 the book of Revelation says that for what? Blessed is the one who dies in the Lord. It's for their works. Do follow them. What follows us to heaven is not our material gains. The material gain is to enable us to preach. It's not for show. Come on, shout glory. glory. So those are some of the things you look up to. You look at faithful teachings of the word of God. The doctrine of the word that is coming. The manifestation of the spirit is very vital. Comparing manifestations with the word. Not just enjoying manifestations. Shout glory. How many of you understood what I just said? So you go to church and you check it. Say, I'm checking it right now. Say, man of God, thank you very much. Say, thank you, Holy Spirit, for enlightening us. Is that powerful? So that is how to identify the right church. The word of God is giving utmost importance in the church. No matter your prophetic grace, the word must be first. Else the, the members will be dependent on you forever. When you die and you leave them, they don't have anywhere to go. They go chase other prophets because they did not. They were not. They were not groomed by you. You must be the Christian. Must be groomed. The Christian must be trained. That's why I teach the things I teach, and I I tell you to act on them. The Christian must be on his own, be able to do something. The Christian must have a personal fellowship with the Holy Spirit, where he himself or she herself can be led by the Spirit. So when he calls the man of God, the prophet, and the prophet is not there, he can ask the Holy Ghost for leadings. The scriptures tell us that it is the Holy Spirit and our spirit that bears witness that we are children of God. And that same scriptures tell us that the Holy Spirit shall lead us. It is the prophet shall lead us. Thank God for the prophetic office we all operate in. But the truth of God's word is the truth of God's word. Amen. Come on, shout glory. So you want to identify a true church, check the word first. Okay. Don't just go to church. You are, you, are, you, are so, you are so desperate. Anything they tell, they say, bath, you bath. Remove your dress for a pastor to go and bath you. Go and remove and let them bath you. You are so desperate for the fruit of the womb. Because you, are not, you don't know the word. Carry the word of God. The child you are looking for is in the word. Not in the bathing of a prophet. Glory. glory. That is why 
You see, when, I'm, when it says verse 8, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, a lover of hospitality, that is the man of God that you are going to submit yourself to in his church. A lover of good men. He is sober. He is just. He is holy. He is temperate. Go to verse 9. Then he says, verse 9, he says, holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught. He must know the word. That's why one scripture says that he must not be a novice. He says, the man of God you are going to submit yourself under must not be a novice. Because he will be lifted with pride. When it's a novice, a novice is an ignorant person. And fall into the hands of Satan. He will be lifted with pride and fall into the hands of Satan. That's what the scripture says. This holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught. That he may be able by sound doctrine. Say sound doctrine. Both to exhort, to encourage, and to convince the gainsayers. Those are those who are speaking because of gain. Verse 10 says, for there are many unruly and vain talkers. That's what the scriptures, did I write it? So it means there are people who have started churches who are unruly and vain talkers and deceivers. You can check that word. You don't have time. Unruly, vain talkers. Nothing they say comes from the word of God. A man of God has not come to give you counsel. A man of God comes to give you godly counsel. Based on the word of God. And deceivers. Lift up your right hand and say glory. Just speak in tongues wherever you are. Kayabashata.
Malatos kapogongos kapalabas sintelegres. Rongos kapolabokos suntelebongos kapalabas sintelebelegres. Bagangos kapolabongos kapolabokos suntelegres. Mande kebolongos kebolabosha. Shout glory. Isn't it powerful? So it's very important. Share with your friends, share with your loved ones. There are a lot of questions that we would like to answer. But because of our time, if you have sent us questions and we have not yet answered, join us again next week as we answer the question. Amen. Amen. If you have sent us questions, we have not yet answered, we are going to answer them. Because of our time, we can't answer all. Shout glory. Amen. Amen. We can't answer all. Share the page. Share with your friends. Share with your loved ones. Amen. Share with your loved ones. And your life will never remain the same again. So if you have any question, you can just post the question. If we don't answer you now, we will answer you next week. Make sure you join so that you can receive answers to your questions. Amen. Is God not awesome? Just lift up your right hand wherever you are and just pray in the Holy Spirit. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. We don't have time. Next week we continue. Amen. But lift up your voice. Let me release some grace upon your life. The grace to understand the word of God. The grace to live by the word of God. The grace to know and practice the word of God. In the name of Jesus. If you are watching us on Instagram, on Instagram, you are welcome. So you are welcome to our live first live service on Instagram. Glory. If you're on Facebook too, thank you for joining us. Amen. Shout glory. Thank you, Jesus.
Father, thank you, Holy Spirit. So thank you, Jesus. Evos over the Ligado. Malangosh Kapolabosom Telegadish. If you are there, just let me know you are there. So I'm, I'm being blessed by your teachings, man of God. Just write it there. Let us know you are there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I'm doing something with the word of God. Say so I'm doing something with the word of God. Hallelujah. I'm doing something with the word of God. Just lift up your hand. Just thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. That the word of God will be a force within your spirit. Working through you. In the name of Jesus. To accomplish that which it talks about. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Just wherever you are, I want us to make this prayer. I want you to pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. And to pray that the ministry of the Holy Spirit will be at work in you from today. That the Holy Spirit will be real to you. His word will be real to you. That will be able to live your Christian life through the word of God in the name of Jesus. So you are praying that the ministry of the Holy Spirit will be enhanced within your spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus, just lift up your voice wherever you are. And just pray in the Holy Spirit. Oh, just lift up your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost. You have won the victory. Oh, Shataka Palaboko Son Telegraph. Hallelujah. You have won it all for me. Mangosco Bolabocos, <laughs> 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 
we are bringing our message to an end and join us again next week as we answer more questions and join us again every Sunday for a very special teaching and prophetic service and I know that your life is not going to be your life will never remain the same again don't forget we have a very special program coming in this same month of May and it's, it's called it's called Remathon where we are going to be rheumatizing the word. Amen. Amen. And it's a fourfold, a four-packed message where we'll be teaching the word of God, we'll be answering questions, we'll be giving prophecies, we'll be releasing miracles. Amen. Amen. So don't forget, it's Remathon this month of May. It's going to be happening live. And I want you to join us wherever you are. Powerful things are going to be happening, miracles and testimonies. Instant miracles are going to be taking place. If you're a businesswoman, you're a businessman, do well to join us. And the power of God is going to hit your business and move you from one level to another level. And you will testify in the name of the Lord Jesus. Today is our midweek service. We answer questions and we teach the word of God. And you can share with your friends, your loved ones. The more of the word of God you know, the more you live like a victor in Christ Jesus. The more you walk in victory. And it's important you join us next week. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Let them join us. And I know that your life will never remain the same again. You are watching me. Just give me glory before we close. Just say glory. 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 Hallelujah. God bless you all for joining us today. And make sure you join us this coming Sunday. A very special teaching and prophetic service. And do well to watch our videos, our subsequent videos. Where we brought the word of God. We've seen the power of God. Just watch. You can also watch us on YouTube, Christ World Television. And I know you'll be so blessed. Your life will never remain the same again. Whatever you're going through, I deliver you from it in the name of Jesus. I deliver you from it in the name of Jesus. I command you to be blessed, be fruitful, multiply, and be walk in victory in the name of the Lord Jesus. Shout glory. glory. Amen. Amen. I just wanted to prophesy to some few people. But it looks like we are, we, are, we, are, we are out of time. And maybe we do that next week. Amen. Once we begin. We do, we do that next week. So if you don't receive prophecies today, someday join us for, for a teaching and a prophetic service. And I know that your life will never remain the same again. God bless us all, and good night. God bless us. A amen. Wave your hands to Jesus. Holy Spirit, we adore you all over this place.
him right. 